Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Tim went through and made a beautiful um, change to our agenda so it's much more concise and nice and tight. So we're going to start off with our entertainment pile. Um, the biggest one being, so last week we talked about announcements that Bob Iger had made and um, he had come out after we recorded and they started making more, you know, um, requests and whatnot. And he basically put out there that there is going to be a sequel uh, for Toy Story, Frozen and Zootopia. Um, and the Toy Story one was actually confirmed by um, Tim Allen. Uh, basically saying we're going to be seeing you soon, good buddy. Um, so it was kind of cool to me to see that just because, I mean, I don't see how they can make a sequel because. That was going to be my question to you. Unless Tom Hanks is not in it, because technically it's only Woody Tim and Bo Peep yeah. that leave. So technically, Tim Allen could still be in it, and it could be him bringing in the new generation toys. Um, or it could be a really deep throwback to you have Buzz's kind of backstory, um, you know, maybe getting more so of Woody's backstory and how, um, you know, where kind of he, he came from. Because wasn't everyone saying like, oh, it was in one of the the sequels or whatnot that it was Andy's mom was the little cowgirl, <clears throat> you know, one of the, the yes. rumors or the, uh, it was something like that. Like that was Jesse. Uh, how? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could do that or they could go the route of, um, or like the, you said, the this crazy one part is, well, the crazy part is slinky dog. The voice of slinky dog is no longer with us for a while now. Yes. Um, the voice of Mr. Potato Head is no longer with us. The voice of Mrs. Potato Head is no longer with us. That's that's correct. Yeah. So there's a significant amount of voices that are no longer there. So, um, I mean, I don't know what you do. So, how, yeah, um, I guess with Mr. Mr. Potato Head, you could have like their kids or a kid of theirs um, and introduce a new voice of, you know, to have some like the Potato Head reference there. Um, you know, Slinky Dog, you could, um, you know, have, um, what would be a new iteration of that? I don't know what would be a new iteration of that, but. Um, it could be, it could be modernized toys. Cause that's the one thing exactly. they haven't done. They haven't done modernized <laughs> toys in any of the, the movies, which is, it's yeah, kind of well, weird thinking about it now. What's the new modernized one? Freaking Duke Kaboom. <laughs> and he was, well, what, well, from. But they're all set old as old toys. Whereas I mean, like, have some sort of like AI robot type toy, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Oh, you're yeah, talking even like more so stuff that's in the right now. Right, exactly. It's something more technologically yeah. advanced. Because I mean, the other thing is, is with this one, you could finally put a complete kibosh on all of the Toy Story original OG toys yeah uh, characters on it and introduce new toys new people younger people and maybe keep it going that way or introduce them and then you could do a 
series like a Mandalorian or anything of that on Disney plus mm-hmm. with the new ones and kind of spin it off into that where, okay, like, uh, Woody and Bo peep are gone. So if they're going to be in this one, it would be more so as like a flashback. Maybe if Tim Allen's going to be in it, cause they're like, Ooh, Hey, so-and-so's in it. It's like, okay. It was, he fell asleep and it was dreaming and it was a whole flashback or it was a whole dream sequence, and that's how the character was in it. You know, people get mad at that all the time. Right. Um, or he was only in it for, you know, 30 seconds type right. deal. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, on that, and then just put it all to bed. Because, I mean, with this, you could keep it going forever, introducing new toys, new toys. Because, like I said, what, they're in, like, I mean, what's the newest toy there? 80s, maybe? Um with Duke Kaboom. <clears throat> I mean, no, te- actually te- he was seventies. Te- I think that came out in seventies in late seventies. I mean, technically, technically like, buzz is I the mean, newest toy. And buzz right. is 98. Right. So, I mean, they're so 98, got... what, 96. Oh, the original toy story is 95, yeah. 95. So that means mm. buzz is 95 brand new. So, yeah, no, it's true. So I guess 90, 95 so i mean that's still what 95 almost going on 30 years now yeah yeah so, 28 years there there you go uh well shoot it'll be close to 30 years when this gets done when this comes out I mean, over it, and who knows if that's with that priority because i think i think zootopia would be priority because i did know that the zootopia plus series was <laughs> a big hit and they yeah, are and doing, they're building the land they're building the land like we talked about last week. So, I mean, there is a possibility that, you know, because Frozen and Zootopia, while Frozen, I don't see where a story could go. There is plenty of ways a story could go with Zoot- with uh, Frozen and Zootopia. So I'm not yes. worried about those two. Um, but it is kind of like, you know, the Toy Story one, I was kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, it'll be, I don't know. They got to do it good. Got to do it good. Yeah, they do. Um, Next, we have the plumbing commercial brings back the 80s Super Mario show theme for the Super Mario Mario Brothers movie. Um, They're trying to do anything to salvage people being mad about Chris Pratt's accent in the film, um, which I don't have a problem with. I think people are crazy. Um, I did hear Bowser, and I think it's hilarious because Jack Black is playing Bowser, and it's almost like it's bowser playing jack black playing bowser so it sounds right. really funny um so i am kind of excited for that yeah nugs exactly and i didn't i was meant to watch the uh the quote-unquote commercial but i didn't i just saw the poster of it and like you said it looks totally 80s with the writing graphics everything on it so it's like ooh, at least from the outside looking in looks good so yeah we'll uh uh, and it's cool just kind of seeing it reminiscing because I'm sure, um, you know, I know I did. I'm sure you did too, played it back in the day. So it's cool. Like I said, just seeing it reminiscing about it. Yeah, it's um, there. There's just I, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be happy with it no matter what, because like you said, it is nostalgic for us. We grew up with this. Um, you know, I got one as a kid for like my fourth birthday because my dad wanted to play Duck Hunt. So, you know, I know Nintendo, so I love it. So um, the next thing, so a lot of this stuff we got from, from the Super Bowl commercials, 
Um, yeah. First one is we got a trailer and poster for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3. Um, this one is it's going to be sad, so be prepared because... Like, we know that Drax is not going to be in the universe anymore after this. Um, there have been rumors that they're going to rebuild the entire team. Um, I know with the upcoming movies, they've already been hinting that any person can come back that's dead. There is no consequences because there are other worlds that we're interacting with now. And there is a rumor that even, uh, you know, spoiler alert for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness... Even though the universe gets fixed, there is still rifts going through. Um, and so one of them being that any of these characters could come back in the future. But there is supposed to be some consequences in this movie for what's going on. I mean, they show freaking torture scenes for Rocket. And apparently he had like a weasel friend. Like, it's depressing as hell. That so, was, yeah, that was an interesting scene, I'll to say the least. Yeah, so, I mean, they've been... The one thing I do like about this is for the past two movies, they've pushed further and further with Rocket's um, creation. How he was That's just true, a regular yeah. raccoon that was turned into a, a, a sentient, sentient beating. And he has the, the little markings on his back where everything was plugged into him. And they've kind of built him up, built him up, and now they're going to capitalize on it in this movie. Yeah, no, it should be, and it'd be cool to see more so of kind of his, um, I guess necessarily he wasn't created because he was a raccoon already, but like you said, the development of him, and it seemed like his um, master, if you want to call it, um, was very interesting, to say the it, least. It is. Um, another one we got was the Fast X. Um, oh, man. I mean, it shows him racing cars again. But... And on this one, the X actually means 10, not like iPhone X, where it didn't mean 10. This I hate one. You so much. I hate so, you so, I'm, much. I'm, so I'm sure, you know, here in what, 12 years, it'll be fast double X because they'll keep it going. Vin Diesel in his wheelchair or something like that. No, this is it. This is it. Or he may be AI on it. So. He's, get, hey, he's getting another Chronicles. He's getting another Riddick movie, so he doesn't That's care. Right. The glasses are back on. But Tim's being sarcastic. It is an iPhone 10 because he's being a pain in the butt. But um, this one's crazy because, so those that don't know, Vin Diesel and The Rock don't like each other. They both have the same ego. They both have this, the stipulation on their contracts that they can't lose fights on screen. And if they do somewhat lose a fight, they have to come back and beat the person worse. There's a reason why they both had a draw on a sledgehammer fight in their first meeting. Um, so they kind of, they cut ties with each other. And, you know, um, some people say The Rock is right. Some people say Vin Diesel is right. So what they did was, is they bring in Jason Momoa, another person of uh, Samoan descent, and they have him be the bad guy in this one and um, basically capitalize on the popularity of the last Fast and the Furious where The Rock goes to his hometown with everybody and they all fight um, with all the Samoans. And basically you have Samoans being the bad guys in this one. Shocker. So um, they do get back to racing and um, Does, this one... Um... 
Does Jason Moa, Moa um, can he summon water in this one and use that to his advantage? You know, bring an Aquaman into this. I don't know. You never know. Right. Uh, that's how that's how he wins. His car could drive underwater. But I will say um, it does seem they're bringing it back to, I think it was two or three ago where they are doing more spy stuff. And it looks like um, Charlize Theron's character is teaming up with Jason Momoa to go after an attack. So we'll see what happens. Um, the one that I was most surprised about was the Indiana Jones, the Dollar Destiny one, um, where, you know, it, Harrison Ford looks better than he did in Star Wars. I don't know. Well, if re- well remember it, they digitally aged him backwards in this movie. Not, but yeah, but yeah, but not the whole thing though, right? I I don't know. No, it's not the whole thing. They digitally de-aged him for certain parts. I think that are flashbacks, but I'm pretty sure some of it, like just just the way it looked, he looked better. Oh yeah. The person with him looks better. Um. There are rumors they are going to address the last one, um, but I I got a quick glimpse of it. It almost looks like what people think um, Uncharted should have been. So, you know, you never know what kind of positivity we can get out of this. And I, I no one else can be Indiana Jones, but maybe we could have some adventures, you know, similar to like, you know, you know, almost like have Indiana Jones presents kind of thing where it'd be other people but it's not indiana jones it's maybe students so yeah. fingers crossed this leads to something like that yeah um, no, exactly uh we did get a sneak peek of the live action little mermaid and it featured a first look at melissa mccarthy and she looks amazing from what we could see i'll uh, say you only see her eyes, eyes and forehead eyes and forehead and of um, course but the nice thing is is you know they use the uh, the cackle um, when they sh- when they showed her. So, yep. <sighs> and the, the girl who looks who plays Ariel looks amazing as well. They show some scenes of her swimming, um, yeah. and it looks really really good. I am excited well, for this movie. Yeah, I like Flou- Flounder. Or no, that wasn't Flounder. That was the uh, the pufferfish. <clears throat> It'll be curious to see um, what Flounder and Sebastian are like. I know they had some preliminary images that did not look. They looked scary. Like, you right. know, no offense, because but we, it didn't. Because we didn't see any of them in it, or Scuttle, or any of the... No. Um, the, all we saw was that puffer fish that was uh, puffed I, up, I, and that was it. I don't know if we're actually going to see them, because there's a possibility we might just see... They might not have them in it, because I know there's been a couple... That's true. Like, like Mulan didn't have Mushu. Didn't have and Mushu that, in it. That was, a big, that was a big point of contention with people. They were like, but Mushu makes the whole <laughs> thing. But, oh, it was... Was Mulan uh, a remake? I mean, uh, was it uh, a complete remake of it, or did they spin it um, a little different? Or did it have, like, the same songs and everything in it? I couldn't remember. Um, I believe it had most of the songs, but there was uh, some additional songs added. Right, kind of like Aladdin or whatnot. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I can't remember, because, you know, some would say, you know, oh, it's we're remaking it, but it's kind of a it's same characters but completely different story right no it so was like the I, same. Could, I could yeah. see that but i mean if you're singing under your world and all all of that it's like okay you gotta have they're in the song they sing in the song yeah so we're gonna see um yeah if they do under the sea and under the world i don't know what's gonna happen but it better have sebastian because i yeah, just wrote so that right at disneyland 
a whole new world. So I got, yeah, I got mixed up. I was, I rode that ride recently. As you know, I went to Disneyland and Ariel's ride at California Adventure is my favorite. So, yeah. Yeah, um, you fall asleep. No, I want, dude, I hold my breath. I, we went one time and the animatronics, the, the music wasn't playing in the main room, playing uh-huh. under the sea. So you could just hear the clicking. So I just started yeah. singing out loud. Like I was belting out on, under the sea and the wife was not happy. I was not in the same carriage as her because she was with her friend in the other carriage. So I was by myself. So I just started belting it out. Uh, yeah. And you got a, another right on it because never mind. They could just sit me in there. Right, um, right. <laughs> just move as an animatronic in there. Um, we got a tr- uh, trailer for. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, I didn't either. So Owen Wilson is playing Bob Ross in the in a movie called Paint, which is coming to theaters April seventh. Um, I have been seeing these amazing TikToks showing that. Bob Ross was not just painting a scene each time he painted. If you legitimately played him in order, it was like you were traveling down a river to a waterfall and then going through the forest. It was insane to see how they're connected. But um, I think Owen Wilson does a good job channeling him. Obviously, it's not going to be him exactly because, you know, it's a it's a entertainment um, taking. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't watch it thinking Owen Wilson's character's name is going to be called Bob Ross. It's nothing like that. It's almost like a um, um, a Weird Al Yankovic type of take on it because you can't use Bob Ross. You know, if you want to know all the story about that, go watch the Netflix special on it. It's um, it's funny, and I can't remember what um, what his name is. Oh, Wilson plays a gentle, nature-loving artist named Carl Nargle. So, and uh, he's helmed Vermont's top painting show for nearly three decades until another artist steals the spotlight. So there you go. And he has, um, you know, he paints on canvas using, um, you know, pastel-type paints, smoking a, a pipe with a big curly afro so there you go yeah looks awfully familiar right right um next this one was i didn't even know this was happening either uh history of the world part two is gonna be streaming march 6th on disney plus it has like a significant amount of people in it Oh, oh yeah and it's all um newer people than history of the world uh part one on well, it. The, most of them are dead probably well yes um i mean a, a lot of them were but it's kind of like how history of the world part one had the those type of like comedic people from that that era time. yeah yep. <laughs> now it's having um the one on the on um on this uh kind of this era uh and it's and it's a uh it's a season so it's yes. not a movie well, and it's they, got <clears throat> i mean it's basically like, the, the first one was like having seasons because it was multiple you know what i mean oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i mean this one has got you know johnny knoxville two episodes uh taika watiti david duchovny seth rogan danny devito um Kumal Najini, Sarah Silverman. Hey, hey, it's Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, whatever. 
Um, Jake Johnson, um, Jason, I'm going to butcher this too. You can take, take it. Um, Mantazukas, uh, what was his name? Taco from the league. No, it's not Taco. Or whatever. Um, Jason Manzukis, he played Rafi. Yeah. Rafi, there Rafi. you go. Rafi Vaughn. Uh, um, so, yeah, no, there's some uh, good names in it, so I'll be definitely you missed that. My fav- you missed my favorite. You missed my Disney. favorite. Uh, I just went on IMDb and just went down top cast. Ike, Barons- Ike Barinholz is my favorite. Um, he's not on top cast. Oh, but he's one of the top, you bet. But I actually like the idea of it being a season. And the reason why it's on Disney Plus is because I have a strong feeling there is going to be a Hulu Disney Plus merger in the near future. Um, Same way that they're having a um, Paramount Plus Showtime merger, which is announced today. There's going to be a price increase because they're doing the merger. So, yeah. So. Like you said, oh yeah, and it's got like Nick Kroll in it. Um, who the heck, Wanda Sykes? I saw the Wanda Sykes. The Wanda Sykes bit was what everyone's been seeing because she's, she's, you know, she's Wanda Sykes. You know what I mean? Right. Um, speaking of which, she was just on an episode of Bad Batch as well, so she is um, expanding her um, stuff. So look for it March sixth. I will be watching it the day it drops, just because I love it. Um, right. Steve Martin connects Pepsi Sugar Super Bowl ad to comic roots at Disneyland's. Golden Horseshoe. For those that don't know, he was the he was like the Carnival Barker, wasn't he? That they still have there. Yeah, he was at uh, Golden Horseshoe and also worked at the uh, Magic Shop as well. That's right. Which the Magic Shop's not there anymore, is it? Uh, I, I think, it, think I think it is. It but is. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't lie. I can't remember. I know one of them closed. One of those ones there closed. Yeah, um, Mr. J's going this weekend. I'll ask him. Ask him to check it out because I didn't even think about that because usually it's right there by that patio that everyone sits on. Yeah, and I well, remember and normally it has the wheel spinning out front that's supposed to hypnotize you. Oh, that's or right. in the in the window. In the window, yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. And actually, Steve Martin's commercial was one of my favorites besides the uh, Dunkin' Donuts one um, because he was basically saying like. Do I actually enjoy this soda or am I acting? Because I'm a good actor and I'm just like, that's really funny. So um, so these next um, couple of things are all kind of connected. Um, so Ike Perlmutter, Perlmutter <coughs> was the head of Marvel at the merger point for uh, Disney and Marvel. And Bob Iger reportedly stopped uh, Ian Ike Paramolder from firing Kevin Feige from Marvel Studios. Now, why this is important is because he is actually connected. Ike Paramolder is connected to Nelson Peltz, who I just learned this because Tim shared the articles and stuff with me. He basically was basically posing that he was going to fight a proxy war because he wanted Bob Iger to make cuts. And that's basically what Ike Paramotor was doing was back in the day was trying to make cuts. So these both these guys wanted Bob Iger to make cuts to preserve the history and the financial stability of Disney. Um, Nelson has stopped it um, because he actually was said that he was shocked at the cuts that Bob Iger was vowing to make, that it was actually more than he thought he would. 
and deemed it necessary. So he supports the uh, choices that he makes. And for those that don't know, Nelson Peltz and Bob Iger do not like each other at all. So for him to put out a statement saying, I support his decision and everything, that's a big thing. Um, Nelson Peltz, I can't, I can't tell his ties to the board. I think he, he is an investor, a huge investor, his firm. And I believe they do also have money like in loan to Disney in general. So their success is important to them. That's why they do have a voice to the board. They can't make the board make decisions, but they do have the ability to say, Hey, we need to look at this. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of this has like, you know, he's the company's looked to make over 5.5 billion in cost savings, which includes 3 billion non-sports related content. And the rumor is it's actually up since then to 10 billion in cuts and something like 5 billion in non-sports related content. Now here's the thing the I guess they're, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but I guess ESPN at one point was up for sale because Disney was just like, we can't, it's not feasible to keep using their images and doing it. Just, it's a lot of work. They decided to keep it. Um, the ESPN plus app does actually have a decent subscriber rating, but I think it's because people get the bundled package now. Um, so that does make a big difference. Uh, but you got to remember how many shows, I think it was, they were saying, like only two shows of Marvel are going to make it to the screen this year on Disney plus. And I think that's smart. You don't need 17 new shows of one content. So we have bad batch going right now. I know that's not for everyone, but I enjoy it. You have the Mandalorian coming out this year. You have skeleton crew. That's supposed to come out this year. You have Ahsoka that's supposed to come out this year. You're supposed to have Loki season two coming out this year. And I can't remember there was another one that they hinted at that could possibly reach um, everything this year. Um, and on top of that, they're working on a Daredevil show. They're working on all this stuff. So there are some shows that people don't probably realize. Like, well, let's say let's say Hawkeye doesn't make the bubble. Well, they know how much it costs to make season one. So if season two costs them a couple million dollars they can say they cut that and that's going to be cutting of the trim into fat. that pot. Yeah, exactly. So they're not, people aren't realizing it does include stuff. That's not included. Like things that you already may think is canceled, like moon night and things like that. There's, and, and that cut could also be, cause I have a strong feeling. I don't know about you, Tim. I feel like the Disney stuff is making a push towards almost a BBC slash British television type format where you get you get the episodes you get you don't throw a fit it could be one year every you can do it once a year it could be every two years it could be once every three years you don't know when you're gonna get it but when you get it be happy with it yeah no exactly and I mean it's Disney they know what's going on you know if they need to make cuts they'll make cuts um on it it stinks but it's a business and of course with them being big and family oriented um, and everything with that of course everybody's gonna be be mad and then coming out of the the pandemic and all of that and cast members and and everything like that i i i don't know like you said i think you get like you said you get what you get you don't throw fit type deal and be happy with it um 
because guess what? I mean, if you're not happy with it or you can get pushback, they may try to change it or they may just say, okay, well, we're just going to completely just take it away or push it back. Yep. Um, or, you know, just we don't know when it's going to come back. Just be there indefinite. So. Yep. I mean, and so, and, but Bob Iger did it in the same same breath reaffirm his commitment to restoring creative control over film distributions and marketing. So <clears throat> I'm assuming this is a jab at Scarlett Johansson in some way, but they are spending money and people don't realize making five to $10 billion in cuts. I don't think people realize one Marvel film probably costs a couple hundred million to make. Oh yeah. And I, was gonna say, yeah I was going to say two. And they're making five or six so that's right there alone 1.2 billion in movies so we don't even know how many movies they have in development that they haven't even confirmed they might just say hey put the kibosh put the brakes there was a rumor that um one of the shows they were in production not production they were in pre-production they told them to slow their roll so basically to delay it a little bit so i mean we're gonna see what happens well, and the other thing is, is I think he's still um, trying to deal with um, Bob Chapek's way of doing it. And he was really heavy in entertainment. So he was going the entertainment route and the entertainment route is not cheap every year. It just gets higher and higher. Um, the cost of doing it. I mean, look at the void and everything they've done on that, creating it, um, you know, but now the thing is, is now every they get to reap the benefits of having it. Um, it wasn't right, just for right. the Mandalorian. They're having a lot of things else being filmed in it. But, yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere and laying that groundwork out and then actually creating it. I mean, how many times have we, you know, talked about Disney? It's like, we could do it, but it's um, the infrastructure is not there yet. Technology isn't there yet. I mean, we could do it, but it won't be up to that just because the technology isn't there yet. And we basically would have to make it. So it's going to cost even more. It's like, ah, okay, put it on the shelf. We'll circle back around that five, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now when the technology is there yep. and readily affordable um, on it. So I think on this, he's going through and kind of nipping, you know, those loose ends and okay, where can we save? do this, do that. He knows what's going on. He sees the budget. He sees the books. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like he could get half this, um, uh, cost saving stuff, half of it probably done like that. No problem. Boom, well, you boom, also, boom. okay, you also you gotta go. remember, I got half of it taken care of. You got to remember too, that there's a lot of places that they used to film. They used to get tax breaks. They used to get different stuff. And guess what? Yep. They can't get that anymore because everywhere has unions now and you have to use union workers. And, you know, I'm not going to speak to what happened, but, you know, on the Russ set where Alec Baldwin fatally shot, well, he says he didn't do it. So allegedly pulled the trigger on the prop gun that killed the director and injured the production uh, manager or I can't remember what is the head producer. Yeah. Um, the reason why that crew was there was because the union one that was working on it all walked off the set and people don't realize that like almost everything you do movie and television wise, you have to have union based people. So yeah, you know, that's not cheap. Nope. Exactly. Now, well, and, now, and like you said, if you're not getting those breaks or anything, it's gonna, you're going to have to reassess on what you're doing. Cause now it's going to cost more. 
Yeah. Now, what did Disney say about um, uh, the Nelson Peltz thingy? What did Disney have to say about that? I didn't see that part of it. Oh, I think they just responded and said, you know, I think it's I, I didn't really read it. I'm sure if they responded, it just says, OK, hey, you know, we're good. Um, oh, saying they appreciate the decision by Nelson Peltz and the train group or train group to stop pushing for Peltz to be on the company's board, ending the quote unquote proxy war between the two. So there you go. You know, he said, you know, what he said with them as far as, um, you know, commending uh, Disney and more so Iger for making more cuts, like you said earlier. So they came back and said, you know, of course they appreciate the decision if he's going to stop kind of being a thorn in their side. Yep. Um, and we do have breaking news that, uh, well, it was earlier today that YouTube CEO um, Susan Wojcicki is stepping down from her role. Um, and it's crazy that, that she started, she was the check down that started in her garage only 25 years ago. That's crazy. So, well, congratulations to her. Um, really? Yeah. So, and then this one right here is creepy, but I get it. Um, there is going to be a lifelike uh, Walt Disney hologram to greet guests at the Disney 100, the exhibition at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, um, which is kind of cool. Um, it's it's cool, but weird. I, I saw it. I, I don't know. You know what it looks like, what it reminds me of? Is you know the last um, I believe it was was it Dapper Days or something where the guy dressed up as Walt or he threw he's a cosplayer and threw a suit on and had the mustache and looked like him. You saw the probably yeah, TikTok. He's always every- there. He's always there. I saw I saw him when I was there. He was at the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. Dressed as Walt or just yep. just yep. there? He, he always yeah. dresses as Walt. He always always dresses as Walt. So on that it re- it looked like him. Oh. So and you know he I mean he looks like Walt but isn't right. like Walt. Is like um, a cousin. So I yeah. Uh I would have thought it would have been a little bit more lifelike to him. I mean it's still awesome. I mean a hologram is Now is it going to be like the hologram? hologram? Have you seen it? Yeah. So is it like the ones where it's like a plexiglass piece that they project onto or is it actually just a projected image? Oh, I, as far as that, I don't know. Um, I just, it was a video just uptight. Of, okay. um, cause it, cause uh, it could do it like the Ray thing. Cause the Ray thing yeah. on rise of the resistance, that's what it looks like probably then. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. They already have, um, have that technology or whatnot, yeah. but yeah, no, like I said, all I saw was, um, uh, just kind of zoomed up video imaged of it it looks like that um it will be yeah see they have everything kind of dark around it so you don't know yeah it's like the curtains are behind them so i'm sure it's um a plexiglass yeah it's probably a a mixture of that and some optical illusion yeah plexiglass one because it's not like because who was it wasn't it like didn't they was it Biggie or something like that that they did back in the day, like Snoop wrapped with or Tupac or Tupac, Tupac, Tupac. was at Coachella? <laughs> yeah, and that one was from the ground up, right? No, that was projected down from or somewhere. Project, projected down or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. This one more so is kind of like a 
like a Ray or the one that um, was it Kanye did of Kardashian, the dad. Yeah. To, uh, to Kim. It's yeah. Similar to that. Okay. Well, that's cool. Had a little break there for Tim's little one. But uh, next we have uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town Lego set is coming soon. And this is one of the coolest Lego sets that I've seen. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. It It is the probably one of the more elaborate ones. It doesn't, it's, it's not perfectly square. It's not like you're building a ship. It's legitimately odd shaped like it's supposed to. And it looks legitimately like um, something from, from Halloween Town. You know what it looks like? It looks like the gingerbread um, Halloween piece that they do at Haunted Mansion. Something it like does. that. Yes, it is does. Is what it looks like. How it's like you said, it's not, there's not straight lines or, you know, sharp edges or anything like that. It's uniquely shaped and built. I might have to look into that because I've been looking at, I guess they, they have like these adult like Lego type sets that are like cars and whatnot. So I'm not watching TV or watching my phone. I may look at getting that one just to have fun with it. Oh, it's cool. It was, now I'm actually reading the article, a design that was submitted through Lego Ideas. It's an updated version of the dying that was previously submitted in 2021. It got the necessarily 10,000 votes, but was not approved for production since then. Um, it's been uh, displayed on several UK Lego shows. Yeah, and that's what you, people don't know. Like, you can legitimately, like, they have a time period where you can submit Lego sets, and you can actually create these Lego sets. And what happens is they will actually, you get to vote, you need 10,000 votes. Then it goes to, like, a board says, okay, we'll approve the production of this. And then usually they'll do, like, a pre-order type thing for those kind of things. So Yeah, so it's 2,000 pieces and eight minifigurings. Jack, Sally. That's pretty good. Dr. Finkelstein, Locke, Shock and Barrel, uh, Santa Claus, and Jack as Sandy Claus. No Oogie Boogie? No Oogie Boogie. No, it's Halloween Town. Oogie Boogie's not in Halloween Town. Yeah, but he still want Oogie Boogie in there. Well... Make it and submit it, and I'll vote for you. Okay. You just need 9,999 more. Actually, 98 more, because I'm assuming you would vote for it, too. <laughs> um, next, we have... This one's actually uh, a sad one. Oh, um, and there's another sad one that I'm going to follow up with it, because I completely forgot to add it. Awesome. Um. So this one's a little bit different. So Star Wars scripts owned by um, Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew are going to be returned to the widow. Um, This one, uh, while it's a good ending, I think it's despicable the way it came about because people were attacking the people who had them. And so basically the story goes, uh, Peter Mayhew had to leave a house he previously was in in England because of his his ailment like he was seven foot two i think and you know your body certain people with that height and that frame your body breaks down faster actually you got to get it right he was seven foot three seven foot three inch off of him so and he was he was that tall because he had a uh disorder and i forgot what it was yeah and so 
he had a lot of problems. They had to move out of the house. Well, he was not able to go into the attic to get anything out of there. His wife didn't go up there, and there was a bunch of memorabilia. Well, a family that bought it from them recently, so 25 years later or so, went up there and found it all and took it to an auction house. Well, it was uh, a script and shooting drafts of his, and people were all excited to try to buy them. Well, then people started attacking them, so how dare you steal that from the family? And basically, the it wasn't even the wife. This is what, you know, I, I feel bad for her and everything, but she had the Peter Mayhew Foundation tweet that it's a travesty these things are being auctioned off. And the foundation was like, we had no idea you guys wanted these. We no one knew anyone wanted these. Um, we if you would have reached out to us instead of trying to bash us on the internet, we would have been willing to talk to the uh, person, the uh, the lister, and see what they wanted to do. Which they are donating it back to the foundation. They're not going to sell it, and they said we're sorry for the collectors who were hopeful to get their hands on this. But I'm glad it is going back to the family. But it was kind of despicable the way that people went about it to make it look like this auction house was being something nefarious when they didn't have all the facts. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and I mean, that's a tough thing, too, because, I mean, if I I mean, of course, this is me and not them, um, you know, found something like that and knowing it's uh you know, has a significant, uh, significant monetary value. Like, Ooh, I could take this right now and people will go, you know, Google for Gaga over it. Not only is it star Wars, but I mean, it's Chewbacca from star Wars. Everyone knows Chewbacca, you know, it's not like some random stormtrooper or whatnot, um, on it. Uh, but, uh, you know, and who knows the complete whole story on that were, you know it's not yours. You know you bought the house. I'm assuming they knew they bought the house from. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Know, I, I honestly don't know. It, it, it's exactly. I mean, that's the thing is, I don't know if they knew that they bought the house from Peter Mayhew, um, or maybe they didn't know who he was, uh, whatnot. Uh, but if it was something in the attic that was there, you know, the first thing I would have done was reach out to the family or at least the realtor. Hey, this looks like something. Do they still want it? They could come and get it. I, you know, yeah, I don't it's want been, it. It's been 25 years. No, I know. I mean, have they not been in the attic in 25 years? No, they did not take anything out of the attic. That's what they're <clears throat> saying. Yeah. No, I know. But the family that bought it had, they didn't done, had no. Well, no. then, I mean, hopefully they don't need a, a home inspection because I would have freaking, well, no, but but no, but here's the thing, though. I don't know how the house is set up, but if it's a storage area, a home inspector is not going to say anything. They're going to go. This is storage. It's not any problem. So no, I know, but I, but I mean, if it's yeah, I, I don't know. It's because then the thing is, I mean, if it's 20 years and they've had the house for 20 years, you know, you can reach out and see, hey, is there anybody still alive in the family? You know, there's something up here looks of significance to them. Um, you know, or at least when they take it, you know, the other thing is, is with the auction house, they got to do their due diligence and, hey, we're, how'd you come about this? Where did this come from? You know, you say, hey, I bought a house and it was in the attic 20 years ago and here's where I am. It's like, hmm, okay, you know, then 
is that it? And the auction house says, okay, you know, here's what it is. Or do but they, here's, here's know, the how thing. do they know that it's Peter Mayhew? My, my sympathy is lost on the fact that they said 20 years ago, Peter Mayhew was still mobile. He may not have been as ad mobile, but he was still mobile. You can't say, oh, we just didn't have time to go up there and get it. You had money to go up there. You have a foundation now. You had enough money to pay someone to go up there and clean your stuff out and take it with you. So it yeah, was, but did, it was did misplaced. It was misplaced. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't know. I we don't know the the whole story, you know, True. with it. I'm I'm glad that they're giving it back to him. Um, like you said, it is kind of shady that, you know, how the wife went did the use the Peter Mayhew Foundation to kind of go about it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if they would have saw, you know, if she would have saw it, it's like, hey, you know, go down there or maybe I don't have anything or, you know could contact them privately, the auction house. And, and that's what they said. They, they said would, it ha- they said it happens all the time where exactly. something will come up and they're like, just contact us. We'll yeah. talk to the people and Let we'll see what we can figure out. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. it could have been something that was stolen 30 years ago. And I was like, Ooh, Hey, I think it's, you know, it's not hot anymore. And then I was just like, hold on, wait, that was taken out of the backseat of my car. I was robbed for that. And now you got a whole police case and everything, you know, through not, that. not even that. Like, let's say, for instance, you miss, you left something on the subway. You lost something on the subway, you know. Or my favorite one, um, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World, who plays Sean Simpson. from uh-huh. play, from from uh, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. He played Sean. His leather leather jacket that he wore all the time was stolen out of the back of his car when he after the show was over when he was living in New York, and. Someone could take that jacket and then sell it to somebody else and yeah. then sell it to somebody else. And then down the road, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, this thing says Ryder Strong on the collar. You know, then what do you do? Me personally, knowing who that name is, I probably would or if I didn't even know, I'd probably Google it and then reach right. out to them and say something. But a lot of times like these script, I, I don't know if it said Peter Mayhew's name on it, how how it actually was identif- identifiable. Um, right. I do agree with you if it was something on there that was like, oh, this says Peter Mayhew on it. I'm in England. I know who Peter Mayhew is because he was very big to our people. Maybe reach out. But, I mean, we'll see what happens with the rest of the stuff because I know the script and stuff is going back. But there was other Star Wars memorabilia in there, and I don't know what happened with that because it didn't mention anything else but that. Right, exactly. I I almost just want to ask, hey, to the auction house, how – how do you authenticate it? They, you know, they, I guarantee there, they there, probably, had, there had been some markings or something on it, or it says script for Peter Mayhew and just how old it. There had to be some markings on it to well, do it. That or they could. I know, like Pawn Stars is fake, but they do have people who are experts in certain industries. I'm sure over there that could verify everything for them. Right, exactly. Or, I mean, I don't know how it is over there, but here, you know, housing transactions are public knowledge. So you could go back and look and see, oh, hey, this was the house that he did live in or he did own or whatnot. Or, so. or I mean, you probably could even, um, they probably have a copy of the original script. So they probably can verify it from that alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I said, I mean, at the end, it was, you know, a happy ending, at least for this trip, and went back to, the wife, which means it's going to go back to the foundation, kind of stinks on kind of how it all 
came about um, on it. And if I was the people that found that and, you know, some, uh, you know, it, it could get changed, you know, turned on you anyway, where it's like, I didn't know what this was. I'm just going to go sell it. Yep. You know, it's like the you see it all the time. You know, somebody finds something in the attic that was there for 40, 50 years and they go put it on eBay and it's like a one of one. Like, oh, my gosh, there's only three of these like baseball cards or something. I'm just familiar with that. Oh, my gosh, this is like there's only two other baseball cards and you have one of these in decent condition. Oh, my gosh. And you put it on eBay for like ninety nine cents. It's like mm, you actually need to put like millions behind you know you need to put six zeros behind that not you know point zero zero exactly so but um and then what i want to say just really quick to kind of you know get on that not to bring it down but we'll bring it back up on the on the next one um is that raquel welch passed away um actually this week day after valentine's day um many of you would probably know her from um one million years bc the famous poster uh is back like she was dressed as a cave woman everyone kind of had the farrah fawcett poster of her in the uh, swimsuit this is the other one that people had uh up on their walls Mm -hmm. with her and um um like i said dressed in kind of as like a cave woman uh scantily clad so she passed away, and I believe um, she had – it was health, I think, issues is what she had, if I remember right. Um, but she has passed away. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to her family and friends and everyone. Um, it's never easy, no matter the age or anything like that. It's uh, it's always kind of a tough thing to, to deal with. So, right. And, um, and I forgot if you didn't know her from actress, she was um, involved in a very successful line of wigs. I forgot they did show that on the news. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Good for her. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna move on to the next pile, which Tim has graciously decided to call the gaming pile. Since we are gaming a lot lately together, especially uh, leveling stuff up in COD, um, especially with the new Season 2 update, um, we're going to go over some of the things we're playing, what we're looking forward to play. Um, Tim, go ahead and start. What are you playing right now? Uh, Playing right now, like you say, you just mentioned it, COD Season 2 just dropped. um, Got my Battle Pass, leveled that up a little bit, um, and kind of played a little bit with uh, the new gun. I believe it's the Hemlock. Uh, and we've recently been playing, um, you know, whether it's Invasion or multiplayer or DMZ, uh, you know, just leveling up guns, having fun, uh, you know, in enjoying the, the COD, uh, you know, gaming. And now, like I said, with the new season coming out and the new map, which I forgot to put in here, but uh, I did add it in uh, that, you know. The new, new uh, what do they call it? Warzone 2.0 season two is yep. live. So yeah, and apparently they said that they go if you go play DMZ, they did not nerf the AIO, and uh, all the AI is legitimately like um, uh, ten times harder. And they said do not get in, into a firefight 
with armored because they are dangerous. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. You heard it here yeah. first, or maybe second. Maybe um, second. <laughs> but uh, so currently playing that. Of course, always playing PGA 2K. Um, and recently on with the purchase of the Steam Deck, have been playing um, Red Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto 5. So taking me back to my GTA days, going old school on, I think it was like PS2, PS3, whenever the, that came out. Uh, and then also, I forgot, uh, since you played High on Life, that it's on Xbox, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and have been playing that as well. Finally beat the first boss. I was getting very frustrated. I was telling Chris, how do you do it? He's like, you just got to do it. I looked at it on YouTube. I'm like, oh, okay. I, it still took me a while, but I finally beat her. So that's kind of what, what I'm playing. And just say just really quick, what I'm looking forward to is I was looking forward to EA Sports PGA Tour, but I don't know on that. Uh, I was thinking about pre-ordering it just because you get a couple more things on it and you get it early, but um, I I don't know. I haven't really heard that much good about it besides it being, you know, an EA title, uh, but Tiger Woods is not on it because he signed with PGA 2K23. So, and I think somebody even tweeted out like, um, or Tiger's camp tweeted out, uh, no, he's a he's a PGA tour guy or PGA two K guy. So uh that's kind of what I'm looking forward to it playing. Might, it might maybe. be one and, of those ones they'll wait on because it, this is EA's first foray back into the PGA tour gaming. Mm-hmm. And I mean they're I, coming in with a bang too. I mean they got the masters on it, uh really doing heavily on the masters course because they don't have that on PGA 2K. I mean, they have um, ones that people have built, but this is actually going to be one in in game. Which so. I'm I'm okay with that, but I do feel like because we've played PGA 2K21 and now 2K23, and you've seen the improvements they've made from 2K21 to 2K23. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's like a huge, and it's positive. It's not like Warzone, which I don't know if you've noticed. They reverted them everything back to Warzone One for the menu items. <laughs> so I can oh, no, I have the store and everything. They've gone back to the old stocks. Everyone complained. Oh, so nice. PGA Two K One Two K Two Three was a was a huge advancement, and I like it when a gaming system does it every two years. Um, you know, before we get more into it, I'll say I'm currently playing Hogwarts Legacy. I'm playing COD with Tim. Um, and then, um, when I get time on my steam deck, uh, to unwind, I usually play the pressure washer, power washer game, or I'll play NASCAR heat, which is an older one they had on sale and it was like cheap, but I like NASCAR racing games. They're fun. Um, especially on this new one, because I hadn't played heat before. And, you know, back in the day when we played NASCAR and you would just basically just pit move over people all the time and crash them out, (laughs) no repercussions, no, the new one, it literally, when you look through, when you're looking for new sponsors or maybe a team to race for, it'll tell how the drivers look at you. Like, if they're negative towards <laughs> you or positive or friendly, it tells you on there. And there's one driver I kept wrecking because he kept cutting down on me. So I wrecked him, like, four times in a row. And, and they called me. became the, the Tony my Stewart rival. of NASCAR. 
called him my rival. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, look at Tony Stewart now. Look at Tony yeah, Stewart. That's now. funny. Yeah, he's ran over a guy midget car racing. But <laughs> no, I know, I know you. No, I know you like him. Um, <laughs> no, and um, also another one you might want to check out. I think it's on Xbox Ultimate, uh, and I played it. Is the um, oh, I can't remember. It's a NASCAR one too. Or not a NASCAR, it's a racing one, not an F1. Oh, yeah, it's Forza. The Grind? Oh, The Grind. Yes. Check that one out. That one's pretty cool. It's almost like a Drive to Survive type um, on it, the the F1 series on Netflix. And what it does is it actually has actors playing in it in cutscenes, and it's not them digital version. It's them actually, like, talking about oh. another guy or whatnot and then it goes into the like uh the the game mode it's actually pretty cool because uh i got it how you get like a 10 hour window to play on it and i played it a couple times i'm like oh this is cool and now because they give you the early access uh 10 hours because it was on ultimate so ultimate got it first xbox game packs ultimate and then since i only had for pc i got to play 10 hours and then once it's like for a month on Ultimate, and then it comes on everything PCs. else. Yeah. So it might be one to check out. It's it's pretty cool. Awesome. At least at like it. the couple. I think I played it for like three or four hours. Um, I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I liked it that when it went to the cutscene, it was like the actual character. People. Yeah. You know, I mean, not I'm, them animated. I like that kind of stuff. I am looking forward. I mean, I don't have any real games I'm looking forward to play, really, because I'm playing all the ones I want to play. Um, right. Hogwarts well, Legacy and, I mean, is Hogwarts is, Legacy. I mean, that's a new it's, one. Oof. I mean, I'm I've played 16 hours, and the basic thing about it, what I've noticed is, is if um, Tim has been sending me a nonstop videos on what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, the big thing I've noticed that people aren't doing is there's one of the achievements that basically gives you the Alohomora, um uh, spell cast, which is to unlock locks. But you have to earn the different levels of locking. Well, if you don't complete these certain achievements, you can't get that second and third level. So you can't do certain things. So what I've been doing is I've been doing all of these side missions to get the different... Um, uh spells so i basically have every single spell that i need to do what i really like about this game is the open worldness like it's surprisingly open world and the coolest part is is so i have a broom you fly around your broom and there's one point where you get to like a mountain and you can't go any further because you can't ride your broom in that area um now for pre for context um this is actually in the trailer for the game, but basically you're a new fifth year student, um, which is uncommon in the wizarding world because usually they find you by that time or especially even if you don't have parents who have powers or are wizards or witches. Well, something's going on with the uh, trolls. So you have to, or the goblins. And so you have to fight goblins and poachers and all these different people. What I love about this is when you go into a fight, so let's say you're fighting a spider, it'll have side missions on the side for you to complete for bonus XP to level yourself up to gain more talents. So one of them is flip over this certain creature and it'll give you bonus XP. 
do this. You're flying around. Pop these balloons with your broom. That'll give you bonus XP. It'll also give you achievements. It'll give you new skins for your broom. What I love about this is, so Tim, you played role-playing games where you earn clothes that gives you like protection or helps you with your yeah. fighting. Yeah. On on this game, what I love about it is, is if you did that on this game, you would look like some weirdo because you'd have all these different stuff on. It wouldn't make sense. Oh, uh, yeah. They allow you to change the appearance with keeping the same achievements of that wear. Oh, so so if, it match your outfit that you're wearing. Exactly. So if you wanted oh, certain nice. glasses, but it was a mask that had the highest defense, you could change it to the glasses that you prefer so you can look the way you want. It works for everything, for the brooms, the wands, oh, nice. everything. It's fantastic. I also like the way it has the missions set up to where, let's say, for instance, you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you get into a mission, right? You have to do that mission to completion or you have to back out of it. You can't just let it sit. Yeah, or, or it's mission failed type deal. This one right here, basically almost all of them, unless you're actually in it, you can talk to 700 people and they'll have all those missions waiting for you. Oh, so you could you could kind of alternate your quest. Them. So let's say, for instance, your quest is to go over to this one area of the map, and you know there's another person to talk to over there. Even mm -hmm. while you're doing that mission, you can go talk to them and said, "I'll I'll try and do this," and you can alternate which quest you're focusing on. Um, right. Yeah. So you could have like two, three, four, whatever you know, however many stacked up. I got seven going right now because what happens to Tim? Do you know anything about Harry Potter? Very little. Okay, so they have the owl posts. And owl posts, they can send you their letters that actually speak to you. Well, mm -hmm. you get these letters from your professors. And this is what I love about the game, too. So the way they explain the reason why you're learning more than everybody else is because you're a fifth year, and they're giving you extracurricular stuff to do. So you have to go use this. It'll tell you use this spell and then this spell on a on an enemy. Use this spell and do this to the enemy while you're using this spell. Like it has like a set of things before you could learn the next spell. And what mm. I also like about it too is, is basically you can lie to people. You can tell people the truth because when you come in, you have a huge secret, which I'm not going to spoil, but you have a huge secret and you meet a guy that you kind of make friends with. And the very first thing is you can say, he says, what's that all about? And you can either answer it or you can lie. And that's going to affect how they respond to you in the future of the game. Now, I have heard, even if you learn the dark curses like Avada Kedavra, it won't um, affect your the reflection of you with your classmates. Um, but it will have a darker tone to everything. Uh, but you can't learn that until you actually complete the entire story. So it doesn't mean, mean anything. Um, but... Um, there is some jokes if you ever do play it. Um, they already have a bunch of mods. Like they have a house elf that's running around with a Glock, and his wand is a Glock. Stuff yep, like that. Yep, I saw that. So, yeah. Well, and, and I think uh, I think we've talked about this, or I asked you. So on it, well, it's kind of a two-part question. The first one is: is even if you don't know Harry Potter or know very little about it. You could still do the game because it gives you a good backstory um, or it, it walks you through it in the beginning. Correct. And like you said, and when you're learning the spells or whatnot, I mean, you're 
have to learn this one to do this one to do this one. You can't just go, hey, I learned the first one and now I'm going to go to, you know, the the best one there is or learn this more powerful one um, type deal exactly. on it. So yeah. it doesn't matter if, if you just like uh, kind of like a GTA, uh, but Harry Potter inspired. Uh, it's kind of what it is. Yeah, um, and you'll, you'll you'll miss a couple of the references. And so far, um, I haven't had too much experience with certain people that are mm-hmm. like like the, I haven't met a bad name yet. I've met names that I know that are okay. like last last names, but I haven't met a bad name yet. Yeah, I mean that okay. could change change in the future. Um, oh yeah, so I'm sure it's you know, or the farther you get into it, or you have to be a certain you know, level on these things, and then they start showing up. Showing more. up, right? Uh, and then the other thing uh, is, is it is just single players, no online play. Like me and you could get in it and start um, going around. As of right now, as of right now, there is a rumor that there's a company working on a mod to where you can run around together with up to eight people. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw, I saw, I saw yeah, I saw that too. It'd be cool if they did an open play online type world within. I don't know how you would. <sighs> how you the, would do that the problem with that would be you'd have to have separate servers and then you'd have to have a place to log in so you'd basically have to create a whole entire new map that you would basically have to go to to access yeah which the rumor is is there's dlc for them playing quidditch but quidditch would be very difficult because it'd be like they'd have to create their own fifa game they'd have to create fifa a whole yeah a whole and then input it into this game. exactly yep. A whole so, game on top of it. And I mean, I guess what you could do is is not necessarily I mean, I guess it would be online, but it wouldn't be like an open world online, kind of like a GTA type deal or Red Dead Redemption. It would almost be like a co-op mode where me and you could go do either do our own thing in the same area or team up together right. and complete the mission faster or complete the uh, okay, we gotta fight this person. Well, now instead of one person fighting him, it's it's two. It's like, okay, you're going to, but we have to do, uh, you have to do one thing. I have to do another thing before we kill. If we don't, then it's like, oh, you'll get more than me or something like that. I really think they won't do that just for the simple fact that in every mission that you're with another person, you end up by yourself every single time. No one's helping you. So I think they're bleeding away from having other people with you, and it's more about your own wizarding quest. And for those that don't know, if you don't know Harry Potter, um, it's very much an individual journey. Like, you have friends who are wannabe wizards, you have friends who are witches, but it's an individual journey. And I think that's why it appeals to so many Harry Potter fans, is because it is a journey. And, like, it's the next thing we have to talk about is that Hogwarts Legacy Twitter account confirmed the popular Harry Potter wizarding game has set the record on Twitch with 1.28 million peak concurrent viewers at launch. And that's insane. That's crazy. That is crazy. And that was because people were trying to earn stuff. Like if you didn't like, cause a lot of people were on the fence and what was cool was you could still pre-order it the day the pre-order pre-order people started playing. So I think a lot of people were watching the gameplay before they pre-ordered it to get all the bonuses. Um, you know, to get a hippogriff, because everyone wants a hippogriff, because hippogriffs are the coolest thing ever. And if you pre-ordered it, you got a hippogriff. And Tim will have to Google that to see what it is, but it's awesome. If it was one in real life, Tim would probably own one and would probably write it. But 
you know, that's the one where you plug into the back of your head. Oh, it's a different movie. My bad. Um, Well, so I just pulled up Twitch right now as we speak. um, And they're on the on the Hogwarts Legacy actual game page um, or category. There's fifty three point nine thousand viewers on it. So I clicked it and the one person that has the most viewers as <laughs> funny 5.4 thousand and it's amaranth who's playing it right now she has oh. the most views right now playing um playing i don't it. know that or, that one right there might be um uh they might be well, waiting, waiting for something else to happen on her stream right well it's well no actually she was doing something else earlier now she's switched over to that but let's just okay let's go to the next one um 3.3 thousand viewers um s fan tv so there you know there you go so 2,000 more viewers between the two of them uh on it for hogwarts legacy so i mean right now call of duty warzone 2 is 45,000. apex legends has own 101,000 viewers and Fortnite has 46.7 thousand viewers watching it and grand theft auto has 103,000 right now well and you gotta think you gotta think so grand theft auto because that's the thing grand theft auto has the online aspect where you can basically it's like real life they're role-playing it's like sims but more dangerous yep and exactly so you have that you also have the fact that uh, apex has a very devoted group they do have the new season i think dropped recently so similar to call of duty um mm-hmm. so you know but we'll see how it goes i am 16 hours in they say you're supposed to be able to complete it in 40 something hours but i am doing every single side quest i can do before this because i do like getting the different achievements and if you do level your xp up faster you can do more things so i'm just trying to level up as fast as possible same with like the guns and cod you know it's the same concept yeah well and if you're doing um more of the side quest so completionist is 69 and a half hours yeah if you want to do everything so main story is 25 main plus extras is 37 and a half and completionist to do everything is 69 <laughs> excuse me 69 and a half hours yeah because um, there's actually camps of trolls goblins i keep wanting to say trolls goblins there is some trolls in there too but there's camps that you can go to and eliminate them and there's a little spot where there's a triangle that shows what the camp is if it's a spider camp if it's a goblin camp if it's a poacher camp when you clear them mm-hmm. out they don't come back those camps are cleared out for good so that's one oh, thing people so, don't you, know so about. if you go there again there's nothing there's there. nothing there and then, oh. like, there's the balloon quest. So you have to pop these balloons while you're flying around. Um, you have to help certain people certain times a day. So, like, the one achievement to get the Alamora level two, level three, you're on a mission with the caretaker of Hogwarts, and you're basically you can only do it at night. One thing I didn't mention, you want to know something really cool? You know how okay. a lot of games, like Red Dead Redemption, the, the time changes and it gets dark. So you're running right around at night and it gets kind of sketchy. There's yeah. a there's a wait function. You can go to the menu, click wait, and it'll turn night to day. So you're going around in the uh, daytime. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a Grand Theft Auto. If you go to the house and go on the bed, you fall asleep, it's day, you wake up, it's night. So this one you can do anywhere you're at. So like that one achievement, you're getting these moons, and you can only get them at night. So if you're looting <laughs> a building and that moon's there and it's daytime, you just click wait, 
bam, it's yours. It's in your pocket. So. Oh, that's cool. It makes it a lot easier because then you're just waiting. You know, it's just it's a pain in the butt. So, um, but I digress going too long on Hogwarts. You could tell I'm very passionate about it. Um, well, and but, I mean, and I mean, yeah, it's a popular thing right now. It's been the most popular thing on Steam, 60 bucks. So if you want to get it, get it. I'll probably get it maybe when they have a sale. A sale, yeah. Probably, probably the, they'll probably do a flash. Oh, you know what they did last time was last year on Steam, it was. Um, was it that Steam Deck Day or, or Steam Day or something like that? They did one. It was that, or they did spring cleaning. It was like a spring cleaning one where they went through and they discounted a bunch of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Just like they just had their it was like a spring one break. right now. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So um, one thing you can get, which doesn't help me or Tim, is if you pre order the EA Sports PGA Tour, you do get Madden 23 with it. Um, that's already free on uh, Game Pass, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. Um, but here's the crazy one. So EA Sports PGA Tour will only have 30 FPS on console, but on PC will have the option for 30, 60, or unlocked frame rate. Now, for those that don't know, if your computer monitor is like mine, which is 200 hertz, I can go up to 200, no problem, on my frame mm-hmm. rate. I usually yeah. keep I usually keep it at sixty when I'm playing online games. If I'm playing local, I'll go as fast as it'll go. But that's interesting to me because what that meat tells me too is is that I know frames drop when you're playing online, so I can only assume they don't have the confidence in their game performing well on a console at on console, yeah, sixty. <clears throat> Yeah, so everyone is mad. It's like really thirty. That's all we get is thirty on console. It's like you can you know double it to sixty or something like that. So I mean, uh, come on, Call of Duty gave everybody on console FOV. So why can't you guys do that? Right, exactly. So that's another thing that everyone's kind of little leery about. It's like, well, why is it only thirty on console? What's going on there? So we'll see. You know, I'm keep debating if I want to pre-order it or not um i just got a way out if the perks of pre-ordering it because you get it three days earlier ooh, whoop do do probably working anyways when it comes out so um but if there's any other perks in it um that i would want and obviously if not or if it's something that i could live without then i'll probably just wait for it to or it's ea so on Xbox Game Pass, you get EA Sports. So when does that come to on that or become available on that? That's true because you don't want to buy it and then get it free on there. Right, exactly. Or, I mean, the other thing is, is if they give, like I was saying with that one, the grind, if they give a 10-hour play on it um, just because for whatever reason, I'll use that, play the 10 hours and make my decision based on that. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. Might have to wait on that. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet, but I forgot that Xbox Game Pass has the EA Play. It does. Um, it uh, it is a little bit um, delayed on some stuff. They don't get everything, but you never know. Right. Um, now we're on to the other parks pile, which is usually universal. Um, this one is crazy because with the news that Disney is laying people off, uh, Universal and the resort is hiring 2,500 new team members. 
I do think that has something to do with the fact that they are, they were like not fully operational for a minute there. So they're probably, you know, a lot of times people graduate, they're working there for school. They leave, you know, maybe they're having new attractions or new, doing, doing new events. Um, so, and along with that, their Universal Orlando's rate resort starting wage is moving to 17 an hour and it provides raises to existing team members. So usually when you get that new in- incoming rate, it doesn't apply to other people. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a, that's a big positive right there. Right. Um, well, and it's like, Hey, Disney, where are you at? I mean, not there. Right. <laughs> um, I guess they live streamed the grand opening of uh, Super Nintendo World on February 15th yesterday. So, yeah, so the, only, <laughs> the only reason I put it in there is, I don't know, maybe you could go on their YouTube page or something and see Probably. the replay if you yeah. want to check it out. It's the only reason I kind of put it in there since it what did happen yesterday as we recorded. I, I mean, if you are interested, um, they did sell out for the grand opening to, tomorrow or today because I'll drop this on Friday. Um, but um, Universal Studios... Hollywood, if you just Google that on YouTube, there's a lot of amazing YouTubers who did the walkthrough, who do the first-person camera, so you can see what it's like to walk through the entrance, go through everything. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, and it is sold out. So, And then Hogwarts Legacy Game features an Easter egg from Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure at Universal Studio Orlando Student Resort. I don't know. I've never ridden that ride, so I don't know it, so I don't, wouldn't know what to look for. Right, yeah, I didn't, and to be honest with me, not being Harry Potter fan or anything like that, I didn't necessarily read the article, but I'm sure, you know, it got some traction, so there you go. Oh, that's what it is. It's, um, looks like the queue for, um, a uh, part of the queue on Haggard's motorboat is, uh, a part of the, the castle. Oh, okay. Oh, and, oh, and, no, it's the whole ride. He was riding his broom through, like the castle. I guess that's what you're doing. His motorbike. His motorbike. Uh, yeah, the motor. Yeah, the motorbike. But you in Harry Potter Legacy ride your broom through where the track's going on Haggard's motorboat, the motorbike Motor- oh, okay. coaster, because it's going okay. through the castle. I guess I don't know. So it's, there it's you go. going. It goes through ruins, is what it goes through. So I'm or, sure yeah. So it's the same same thing, but instead of riding the motorbike, you'd ride your broom through parts uh of it that was pretty cool pretty cool um so now we're on to the disney general pile um these next two ones um yeah it makes sense so disneyland and walt disney world attendance is rising and along with that the capacity is being reduced by 20 percent at disney parks during peak periods when we went um it was packed that friday for um the trying to get passes to ride mickey and minnie's runaway railway um but once we walked back to rise of the resistance it was a, it was a 30 minute wait the first time or 40 minute wait the first time 30 minute wait the second time it was nothing for, for rise for rise there was oh, nobody nice. there it was nobody yep. there it was everyone got it or didn't get it and left yep a lot of people just up and left and then for a lot of people me. were or over, you didn't have to be there either you didn't have to be there for, for the, the first one, one. But yeah. the other one, DCA apparently was packed on uh, Friday, and then when we were there on Saturday at DCA, it was packed up until after lunch when everyone left to go to Disneyland. So, yep. you know, that was was going on with that. So that makes it sense that attendance is rising. People are getting more back out there and everything. Um, 
Bob Iger meets with Josh tomorrow about expansions at Disney Parks, plans to add capacity via new lands and rides. Um, there is a rumor that Disneyland is getting a Avatar-themed ride. The rumor is, is that they're going to remove something or change something um, to uh, bring that in, so bring more people into that area. Um, and they're smart about it because Toontown is over in one area, Rise is in a different area, and then if they were to put something on the opposite end of the park, it would kind of spread everything out a little bit. Um, we are getting a Disney 100 Decades and Oswald the Lucky Rabbit Collections uh, coming soon to Shop Disney. Um, they do have stuff at Target right now for the Disney's 100th, and they have some nice tumblers at Target, surprisingly. Well, and Roosevelt's just uh, dropped some stuff, too. I got a shirt from there. You, you, you didn't get any one? Which one did you get? Um, The lighter colored one, I think. The I white like one? That. The white one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, the, you think... got lucky. They sold out in two minutes. <clears throat> yeah, I was on. Uh, I saw when they were on, and yeah, no, I jumped on it. You have to. I have a Halloween shirt that is a limited edition. Like I could sell it for probably a hundred and forty, hundred, two hundred dollars, because it was one of the most sought after ones. Um, and right. you haven't you haven't been a part of the drop zone yet, have you? Uh, that was a right at that right no longer exists at Great America. No, 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 no. Roosevelt no, has a thing called the drop zone, and if you get it, they send you an email that says snagged, and it's basically telling share with your friends to make them jealous. Because oh, that's, that's how that's how limited it is, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> excuse me, I got the white steamboat Willie one. They legitimately are doing a huge collaboration with a lot of designers for um, all this stuff coming up. It is um, very interesting to see, just because, like, I don't think I've ever seen a company do as much as they're doing for this 100th when they're not doing like they're doing it in the parks too it's crazy um yeah, well and it's funny and you could shout out um well like we were talking about uh paging mr morrow he was on there where you could say that he sent you there yep you know or or how'd you hear about it and he was yep. one of them like oh wow he literally goes to all their big convention booth things like he's like one of their people now um and it also if you have a brewery by you um, and you're in a bigger city, you look for them because they often go to breweries to do collaborations. There's a few down south that do collaborations with Roosevelt's to host their shirts there that are limited edition to like hunt them down. So, um, where, where are they? But where are they based out of? I know, Southern California. California. Oh, Southern they are. California. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I think not San Diego, they're a little bit north, I think. Um, okay. Some people already got their shirts that they ordered. So someone, yeah, and, mine's my. I saw it got shipped. I don't know. People where, in Disney World were already wearing some of them because they already had them because they worked for the company and they gave uh, them to people, people at the company. They gave them dibs on that. Um, that's funny. Next for a general pile is we have a new Disney dining app that unlocks the key to finding impossible dining reservations. So that and this one is like a, it's a help. it's a third party app. It's not a like a Disney app. Um, you have to. It was. It was kind of weird on how it, how it worked because I'm like, oh, really? Disney hasn't, but it's a. Uh, um, or is that? It's basically like a third party, like almost travel planner type deal that will get it and do it um, for you. So the app is called Circle Communities. If you uh, 
you know, want to download it. And I think what is instead of you sitting there refreshing and trying to get it, they have, um, I don't want to call them bots, but, you know, technology that basically gets it for you. It's almost like on eBay where you could snipe something at the last second. It's kind of same thing, but instead of doing um, something on eBay, you're doing it um, uh, for Disney dining packages. Well, that's, or that's a good dining. idea. That's so, a good idea. Exactly. Well, um, they also, this one, people are not going to be happy about this, but uh, Disney Vacation Club announces a $3 per point price increase on purchasing one-time use points. Well, yeah, but I mean, no. but I mean, think about it. They're getting, you're getting a new tower at Disneyland. Um, yeah. Disney Polynesian is, they just updated that one. And I think the bungalows, they're either adding more or doing something over there. So you're getting a lot more stuff um, that's happening with it. With what, I mean, with what's going on. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, New Breeze Airways offers $69 nonstop flights between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I don't trust them. I don't even, they're a brand new airline. That seems sketchy. Dude, I, hey, 69 bucks. I mean, when I was, uh, before my kid was born, looking to go to uh, Walt Disney World, and I couldn't even, and I did Southwest, and I couldn't even uh, find it that that cheap. So, I mean, <clears throat> we'll see what what it is. It says their fleet size is twenty seven um, planes, founded in July of twenty eighteen. So, you know, they're out of Cottonwood Heights, Utah. So we'll see. I don't know. Well, so we'll see how well they do because eventually the Southwest did that for a long time, but then now they're they're kind of like one of regular airlines now. They're a little bit cheaper, but not crazy. Right, exactly. Um, now we're gonna move on to the Disney World pile. We got we'll do rapid fire on the parks piles as always. Um, construction has moved to the top of Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom. Um we don't know if it's going to fully destroy the top, but we assume they're going to destroy the top and do some sort of different design up there rather than having Briar Rabbit. Um, the Disney Springs Ugg store is closing permanently. Didn't even know they still had those in existence. So, um, yeah, awesome. Um, the Disney Dining Promo Card offer ends uh, March 27th, 2023. We talked about last time. That is actually a, a, a special... Uh, the it's a promo card. It's not the dining package, so it's Correct. a big difference. But still offers some great deals. Um, this one is always common. Happens there a lot. Actually, more in Disneyland, but Disney World. White supremacists protesting at the entrance of Walt Disney World. And it was three people holding up the flag. That was it. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, the registration opened up for. February it opened up today, February 16th for Tron Light Cycle Run annual pass holder previews, and it sold out almost immediately. It was booked up faster than you can even believe. Um, and then D23 Gold Member previews announced for Tron Light Cycle Run on March 18th. Um, they have been trying to do more things for people in different types of, um, yeah, it's 
they they want people to go view it because it is different. Um, I know that basically the ride is a little controversial because you can't have anything in your hands. They have lockers there to put your stuff in. So some people are boycotting it because of that. I don't know. That's not a good enough reason, but we will see what happens. Right. It says Disneyland on this one. Is that Disney World half marathon? Um, well, I don't know. Let me double check <laughs> on that. Well, I'll skip that one for now, and I'll go over to the next one, which is um, Figment Popcorn Bucket is now available without mobile order at Epcot. So everyone that waited all those hours not too long ago, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, um, and and uh, circle back. Yeah, sorry, it was Disneyland uh, okay. half marathon in 2024. It sold out in 90 minutes. Which is not surprising because it hasn't been here in, in four years now, I think it is. so. Right, exactly. And it's something that, um, I don't want to say not everyone can do, but it's, I mean, it's a marathon. It's running. It's something that, you know, you have to do. It's not like a preview or anything of that or right. an extra event. I mean, it is an extra event, but it's not like, ooh, I just got to take my leisure and I get two, uh, you know, three extra hours at the park. So I'm sure that's the reason why it didn't sell out as fast right yeah still pretty fast because i've been able oh, yeah. to sign no. up for the marathons like days later before so yep yep exactly um, the muppets ride journey into imagination with figment of epcot at epcot whatever walt disney world refuses to offer even one cent wage increase for cast members in renewed union negotiations now here we go um this is it's expected when you re reject their pay increase offers without any kind of resolution or pushing forward this is what's going to happen they're going to offer you nothing in for pay so um and lastly in the disney world pile star wars galactic star cruiser voyage is now offering just one dinner service each night due to low attendance that is very bad yes very bad and i mean what it's five thousand dollars to stay there for you know for your two nights yeah. so now they're just offering one dinner service now if i'm paying that price i want the full kit and caboodle i'm sorry i don't care if i'm the only one there i'm paying that price you know you got to take that take that into account but i think it didn't have yeah success was not so good for them on that no and the tough part for well i mean since you are stuck there i guess it's not as bad but they used to do so people don't know um at that resort it's almost like a cruise ship if you're on a cruise ship mm -hmm. they have different dinner times because there's yeah. so many people on the ship they have to have you know um i know yeah, they don't <laughs> have one dining room that fits everyone at once no so usually they have like th i think they usually have like three or four dining rooms and they have like three dinner times for each room so you can fit everybody in there and that's what they were doing here but no more so congratulations star wars um and the five thousand dollars uh, now the Disneyland pile, um, typos have been fixed on Indiana Jones and Adventure Science at Disneyland, which we assume that was going to happen because everybody blew it up. Um, so Moon Girl, we didn't talk about her in the regular pile. So Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur, I think it's what it's called, is a new series. It's on Disney Plus. It's animated, I believe. Um, yeah. And uh, Moon Girl will be coming to Disney's California Adventure later this month. 
which is kind of cool because it coincides with the premiere. Um, the Super Bowl winners went to Disneyland, skipping Disney World again in 2023. Um, and well, and I, th- I mean, that's like a misleading article. It's, okay, last year was in L.A., so you're going to go there. Right. Uh, this year's in Arizona. You're going to go to Disneyland. Next year it's in Vegas. Guess where they're going to go? Disneyland. They're going to go to Disneyland. And he and uh, before you say it, uh, he was there the next day. I mean, you know, he went out and party that night in Scottsdale. I'm sure he was walking around. He was walking around before because normally they can they get escorted in the back to go right. on the on it. He was legit walking down Main Street with his wife, just casually strolling with those dumb sunglasses, uh, <laughs> right? And just strolling down the street, right? Ex- yeah, ex- exactly. And that was Patrick Mahomes, by the way. Um, Homie, yeah. Uh, so uh, Patrick Mahomes rode many and many's runaway railway and says it's not a kid's ride. Come on, bro. That's 100% a kid's ride. It's so, so much fun. <laughs> what he was in reference to was the, um, I think it was the tornado scene and then the jerkiness, the tornado scene, because I, you know, I guess it was loud or what on he's got little kids so i'm not i like i said i you've been on it i haven't been on it and the other one was he said the it was the herky jerky of daisy's uh ballroom dancing yeah uh, on on that but it's not like he didn't say like oh my gosh this is so you know it's r-rated it was really just he's also things. he has an infant he has one kid so yeah you know. well he has two kids he has two yeah oh, he does it patrick mahomes yeah, on all the pictures I saw him with. Um, uh, yeah, they got two of them. Got an infant and like a two-year-old. What? Patrick, yeah, Sterling Sky Mahomes one and Patrick Bronze Levon Mahomes the third. What? What is his name? Is Patrick Levon Holmes the second? Well, okay. He sounds like a muppet, by the way. Um, yeah, Pat- Patrick Bronze. Levon Mahomes the third. I wonder if he was the second. Would he be silver? <laughs> um, Interesting. A haunted mansion has reopened after 2022 holiday overlay at Disneyland. Um, it was actually still open when I went, so they don't take very long anymore to shut it down. So that's pretty cool. Uh, this one has people kind of upset. Mickey's Toontown reopening delayed at Disneyland from March 8th to now March 19th. Okay, um, I don't know how people could be upset. It's a force majeure. It's because they had all the rains and everything that delayed them back. And that's what they said. We had so much rain that it delayed us back from the 8th to the 19th. And, you know, you live in California. I live in California. We get more rain than L.A. L.A. is usually nice um, of this year. And they got, you know, a lot of rain, big rainstorms that came through. So uh, the only reason I could see that say that if you were mad is if you booked maybe a trip to come out that weekend, which, you know, I get it. But I'm sure almost positive if you read in the fine print, it probably says subject to can be subject to change. But you can you can go and see the area if you get in for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if people are mad because oh Disney did it, it's like, well, no, it was actually like a it was completely out of their um control. And no Disneyland is not under a dome either. They cannot control the weather. Yeah. Um 
so this one was kind of funny. So um, you probably won't even know what I'm talking about on this part of it. But so Mickey's Toontown Kev members mix and match costumes. So basically you can pick a top and bottom of your choosing. It doesn't matter. Nothing has to match. Well, they did a little photo shoot. And someone that I know that's um, I've made friends with through people at Disney is a photographer. And she's like, why did your photographer not look at these photos before they posted them? And every single photo, either someone's looking the wrong direction or someone's eyes are closed in the photo. And it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That's I did see the photo, but I didn't really pay it or the one that they had. I didn't pay. There's four of them it. and three of them have people not not. It just doesn't look good. So, oh my god, that's funny. Um, Jazz Kitchen Express reopens in temporary location at downtown Disney District, um, which is going to coincide with all this different stuff. Changing of the mint juleps and fresh beignets will be available at Disneyland at the Royal Street Veranda starting tomorrow, February 17th. Today, when you listen, during French Market Rehab, um, the reopening date announced for Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland on March 26, 2023. I have a feeling this has to coincide with them removing some of the scaffolding from the tree because it kind of overlaps into the Indiana Jones area. Um, so they probably took advantage of that to redo some stuff in um, uh, Indiana Jones, which it hasn't been down for this long in a very long time. So it was due. Um, this one I didn't even, I was going to look it up, I forgot. But um, World of Color 1 finale changed due to guest confusion at Disneyland California Adventure. What was the confusion? So the change was it's not like they changed anything. So uh, right before the very last finale, there's a pause on it. And everyone thought during – and it was like a longer pause, you know, more so than just like a pause for for applaud and then go to the finale – where people thought it was done. So they'd get up and start to leave. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it would come back on again. So they shortened that time um, on it because like I said, it was a longer pause than normal and everyone thought it was done. So they start packing up their stuff and leaving or standing up. And then all of a sudden, oh, it comes back on. So that's the change that they did it um, on it. So obviously they had um, enough confusion or complaints about it to shorten that pause sequence yeah. on it. Hmm, that's good to know. Um, TikTok clout chasers eat bread bowl while on a credit coaster and drink Splash Mountain water at Disneyland Resort. I saw the Splash Mountain one. His insides nice. are going to be dead. It's disgusting. They put a lot of chemicals in that water, just so mm-hmm. you know. Because just so you know, stuff, when you get splashed with water, a little kid might not know to close their mouth. So they might get some in their mouth. That's, we're not saying you can't get it in your body. But he dunked it in the water where the boat was sitting and drank it. So, yeah. so yeah. basically he did not keep his arms inside the no. log. Um, and last the water too. Last thing we have, this one is hilarious. Oh so guests get into altercation with Minnie Mouse at Disneyland. Now there's a new trend I've noticed on TikTok: people posting, Oh, I need to get a refund, blah, 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 blah. The first one I saw before this one was a family saying they are being racially profiled because they are being kicked out of the park. And what happened was, is the ID that the person presented was a foreign ID that did not provide enough information for them to give them a drink of alcohol. Someone proceeded to go buy alcohol for said person and give it to them as security watched, and that's an automatic revoke of pass and boot from the park. And they try to say it was racially profiling and they were destroyed and deleted the video off of TikTok. 
Well, you can't same. even do that at it, any normal bar that you go to. Because the ID may be able to get you in, but then if they ask again at the bar just to do it, or even if it's a bar where you don't, they don't have a bouncer, and it says, oh, no, <laughs> you can't, or, you know, we don't recognize doesn't provide ID. A, yeah. enough ID. Yeah, it says yeah. that, you're, you know, whatever it is, and then somebody buys it for you, they don't know you could be under 21. So that one was at California Adventure. This one was at Disneyland. And what it was mm-hmm. is the people were trying to get into line when they couldn't get into line. The cast member was basically saying, Minnie has to go take a break. And all of a sudden, this family starts throwing a fit. Security has to be called. And what do they say? They're being racist. Right. Well, and uh, on the article that I read is like they pushed their uh, – push themselves to the front of the line. Cause I think Minnie Mouse is already like walking back Yep. Um, to it. So there's still a little bit of, a, you know, kind of a line there. Uh, and then they push them to the front of the line and, you know, basically says, no, she's got to go on break. And then it escalated and, you know, there, there you go. And I think they use some profane profanity. A lot of, pro- well. a lot of profanity. It was not, it was, I mean, they were in the wrong the whole time and the character wasn't even there anymore. Mm -hmm. They got bashed as well because you could tell the lady was doing it for clout because she Mm. kept telling her significant other to stop cursing because she was recording. So they obviously didn't want them to see how they truly acted. They, They were threatening to beat up the security guard because their kids couldn't see Minnie immediately. And I'm just kind of like, man, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how they people get away with this at the parks. It's not cool. I don't appreciate it, but um, use your head. Don't think that if you're recording something, everyone's going to be on your side, especially if you're trying to claim some sort of racism or thing of that nature. So um, always be polite, you know, treat the cast members with respect. And if you um, feel the need to do something like this, then just don't go. It's not worth right. it. Yeah, exactly. And then I actually, for me, I've stopped watching the person's videos that posted um, said TikTok video. Like if it's somebody else that has, <laughs> that was recording them um, like off to the side or recording the incident, but not the one that went viral, you know, yeah, not the person yeah. doing it. Uh, you know, I'll watch that. Cause I don't want to give them any more views than, than what it, what they already got. Usually um, I'll go to the comments first, and if I see people bashing them, then I'll watch it. So I usually pause the video so it doesn't give them the viewers, and then I'll read the comments and see, okay, this is what happened. And Right. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Well, just one last thing before we go, because I think find this really interesting. So I'm on that Breeze website that says the, the flights from um, Disneyland to Disney World. So... <clears throat> Orange County, John Wayne Airport to Orlando, Florida, Orlando International Airport, which is uh, John Wayne's the closest to Disneyland. Orlando's the closest one to obviously Disney World. So this weekend, of course, is expensive. President's Day weekend, you're not going to fly anywhere for cheap, even though it is decently priced. If you want to go to that trip next weekend, which I, you know, I drive down there and do this. Um, so next weekend, if I want to leave Friday, come back Monday on that round trip, $69. Round trip? Round trip, $69. If I leave the 24th, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, return flight. Uh, the 27th. So $69 on the, the 24th, and then it ended up being like 100 and uh let me see i forgot that you had they only give you um return okay so 69 dollars there 139 dollars back total for one guest round trip 208 dollars <laughs> that's not bad but what that kind of plane, what, but i want to know what kind of planes they have man <clears throat> they have be the one from major oh, league i just um hold on wait i just clicked out of that uh breeze airways they have their wikipedia they have a 11 airbus a220 to 300 and i don't know what that's small what that is um in embryer i don't know 190 former air canada craft and then in embryer 195 former Azul or Air Europe Express. So those Embraer ones are the, the smaller jets that you see that would go into like Monterey. Um, no, I'm good in- on that. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll take this. I'll- I don't like flying, and that ain't, that ain't going to cut it for me for a, <laughs> a, a seven-hour flight. <clears throat> seven-hour, man. You're So then here's the thing. Of course, these flights are so cheap. The thing is, is if you want a carry-on bag or a check bag, you're going to pay for them. That's why the flight's so cheap. Oh. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I am sorry on that. Carry-on, one max per guest. Check bagged, three max per guest. Wow. What? How are they making? Well, you know what? You know how they're making money is they only have to have, like, four pilots. Exactly. It's one crew going back and forth. Yeah. I want to log in later. What does this say? I want to get to, like, bagging options without actually having... Oh, wow. And you get to pick your seat. Really? uh, Yeah, so we're Southwest. It's first come, first serve, obviously, depending on your... um, uh, I'm sorry, on your group. And, yeah, they got first... No, first-class seating. I could get a first-class seat right now for $89. Oh, man. Oh, man. Extra leg room for 69 standard. I could get a $19 seat. Wait, or is that $19 more? It's probably $19 more if you've already added the one. Seat, so the customer you replace are simply a standard extra leg room or first-class seat. No, it says select seat. Oh, I bet you that's what it is. I bet you it gives you the top option. And then if you go down, let me click this $19 one. In the back of the plane? Pretty much. So personal item. Okay, yeah. So this is where they get you. So personal item is included. A carry-on bag is, ad bag is $35. So you get one carry-on, $35. And then a checked bag, your first one's $39. Add a second bag. So is that 40 bucks total or is that yeah. So first bag is $39, second bag is 40 bucks. So that's 70 total added. Oh, because it's two times round trip. Yeah. So it's 39 for one bag, 
39 plus 40 for two bags, 39 plus 40 plus 50 for three bags for checked bags. And that's, but that's if you get that $19 seat <clears throat> or in general. Yes. Uh, I think it's in general. Okay. And under, well, yeah, 50 pounds max. So I have six added bags. Well, I'm going to have to look at that. My total is $228. That's for with the $19 round trip. seat. For... Well, let me make sure I have to log in to continue. Well, I'll look at it later. We're running long tonight. Oh, you so. know what? I think I think that just might be the outbound flight. No, it says round trip. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> check it out. That's, I'll have to that's check it interesting. Out and see. Well, especially if it's you're just like kind of flying concept. by yourself. It's an interesting concept, especially like like since I know Connor, I'll mail him some stuff for me to wear, and I'll fly out there and have him pick me up. It'll cost me two hundred bucks to go to Florida, and then you know whatever it costs to go to the parks. You know. Oh, hold on, wait. Now I just got it. Now, oops, that seat's not available. Well, okay, so I I got pitched my seat for each one. Ooh, a thirty dollar first class seat. Yeah. Well, we want to yep, thank so everyone who go. comes through. We greatly appreciate you guys for listening to us, Babylon, Mister J. You have a great time. At the Disneyland, um, I look forward to hearing reports from Tim about how much fun you have. Let me know how you like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It is a fun ride, and it does have an extra scene as compared to Disney World, so we do have that advantage. Um, so, uh, thank you all again for the FOMO cast. I'm Chris, and I'm Tim, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>